Hey guys, how's it going? Matt from Foulball Productions here. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you're doing well because I am doing phenomenally. Thank you so very much. It's Amber for Podcast number episode number 27. Not 26, not 28, but 20 mother effing seven. That's what it is. That's what it is. How are you today? I hope that you're doing well. I said that already. I already said that. We're retreading the same ground already, and it's been 30 seconds. Criminy. I'm not good at this. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. How are you guys? Are you guys having a good day? Is this a lovely Thursday for you? I hope it is. I hope it is. I hope it's a wonderful day for you. It's a wonderful day for me in the neighborhood. In the gal darn neighborhood. Uh, yeah, I uh, I uh, am hungover. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. I was at Joe Rogan's club last night, the the uh, comedy mothership in downtown Austin, Texas, on 6th Street. Dirty Six, as it is colloquially known. Uh, it was a good time. It was a great show. I wasn't performing. I know someday guys, someday you got to have dreams, you know, you got to have dreams. And uh, that's mine. Mine is to one day go to the comedy mothership and bomb my balls off. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I went there uh, to see, uh, with a friend of mine, Irish friend, Irish lad. It was a crack. That's something the Irish guys say. You ever heard that one? It was a crack. I, I, the first time he said that to me, he goes, what's the crack? And I'm like, I don't, what is, I don't know what you're asking me. Like, what's cracking? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. What, what is this crack you're tell, you, you speak of, sir? I didn't know. Apparently it's an Irish term, about like a good time or what's positive in your life. I, it was very, I was still kind of, whenever he says it, I have to like process. Yeah. Anyway, his sister was in town. So we went uh, to the comedy mothership, got tickets to the the little boy. There's two rooms, fat man and little boy references to the two nuclear bombs. We dropped on uh, Japan. Very insensitive of Mr. Rogan. I don't appreciate that kind of comedy. Okay. People died. People died. It wasn't funny. Actually, it probably wasn't. But regardless, that's what he calls the two rooms. Uh, and the fat man is like where the headliners go. Like they had Joe Rogan and Friends and Friends is whomever. Uh, and then Little Boy are different rooms. I went to Little Boy and saw a, a few local comics. Like one of the guys who like opens up the show, like works the door is awesome. He's hilarious. Uh, and then a few other comics. But the, the, the highlight, the standout, the big star was uh, none other than Ron White. Got to watch Ron White do about 15 minutes. Killed. It was super fun. He was hilarious. It was insane. I went. I left to take a piss, and I came back, and whatever comic was talking was talking about uh, taking a shit on the golf course. He accidentally shit his pants on the golf course. I sit down. I look up. It's fucking Ron White. I was like, oh, holy shit. Hey. Which is like, you know, some cool comics come through. I saw uh, Kim Congdon. Who's was a New York comic. She used to date Louis J. Gomez. She's very funny. Uh, I saw uh, Brian Simpson, who's a great comic. Uh, black dude, lives in Austin. Really funny dude. Uh, but you don't quite expect to see a legend in that little room. And I got to see a re- legend. So it was pretty sick. It was pretty cool. Uh, it was a good time. It was a good time at the Comedy Mothership. But I got loaded. Yes, I did. Uh, we went to the show. And then we went to a few bars in town, closed down those bars. I Ubered home. It was, you know, fun time, but 
I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it today. And uh, but I missed you guys. You know, I missed you. I wanted to say hello and see what you were up to and talk. I was just in a talky mood. Sometimes I get like that when I'm hungover. I don't know. That's what's going on today. So hail. Hail. Pat S. Hello, Pat S. What's going on, my friend? Shrimp Lightning. What's cracking? Thank God Matt's alive. I knew he'd be back. I'm back. Back and better than ever. No, highly mediocre, but I am here. Hello, sir. Good to see you. Thank you for uh, being concerned about my safety. I'm alive. I'm alive. Low spec. What's up, low spec? What's cracking, my dude? What is up? What is up? Uh, Pat says the Rogan podcast with Adam Conover is a classic. I don't know who Adam Conover is. That is someone I'm not aware of. Adam. Oh, yes, you're right. It is a good one. It's a good one. There are some like decent YouTube channels out there that catalog like what's going on in the comedy world. And uh, the there's a there was a dude like the worst Rogan guests of all time or whatever. And that guy, Adam Ruins Everything, Adam Conover, is considered like one of the worst. And it you're right. It is a classic because he's basically excuse me. He's basically like pressed on these issues that are like so obviously not the case. Look, whatever you think about trans people or whatever, and are they born women and are men and whatever? I mean, you know, I would say almost you round up. None of them are, but probably there are a few. I don't know. I'm certainly no, I'm no biologist. And I understand that's the answer you're supposed to give in this situation. But I will say this. Whether you're born in the wrong gender or not, uh, if you happen to be born with an XY chromosome, you can throw balls further. <laughs> That's typical. That's pretty standard. Uh, you can punch harder. You can jump higher. It's just kind of, it is what it is. And uh, this guy, this clown, uh, Adam Conover, which I didn't even really know his name. Adam ruins himself on Rogan, indeed. He did. He made himself to be a total ass. And he was trying to like, well, I don't have the uh, the numbers on uh, whether uh, women are, are as strong as men. And he tried, was, you're just like, dude, shut up, man. We know what this is. And Rogan, I think like the first time I ever really heard any controversy around Rogan was that he was talking about trans female fighters uh, and, and getting into the octagon and uh, he was actually really reasonable. He's like, look, if you say that you used to be born a man or you were born a man, you used to be a man and you want to get into the octagon and a female fighter wants to fight you, that's her right. And she should be able to do that, which is still weird. I think like even that I think is a bit like I'm like, no, she I don't like I guess if she wants to, but we're not going to extend that to Nate Diaz. Like if Nate Diaz wants to go, yeah, yeah, I'll go. Hey man, I'll go in there and I'll, I'll fucking fight some girls. Not, not the best Nate Diaz ever. Look for Shane Gillis for a good Nate Diaz impression. But if he wants to get into the fucking you know women's heavyweight division and just start throwing punches, no one would be like, yeah, of course you can do that. Like everyone would be like, no, obviously you can't do that. Uh, but for some reason, if you're a guy who calls himself a girl, then you. It's you can there. That option is now open to you, which is insane, obviously. Uh, so Rogan was saying about how even even in that scenario where if a female fighter was to go up against a 
female fighter who like used to be a man, uh, then he can, uh, uh, she, she should be able to do that. Like I said, I still think that's a little extreme, but that was his position. But then he was saying the, his biggest problem was that people were lying about it. They didn't disclose the fact that they were born a man. And so they would get into these fights and like one woman had her skull fractured. I think like the, the beatdown was so severe that like she like left with kind of permanent damage and she didn't disclose that or he, that person didn't disclose that. Uh, and it was like, he, he took issue with that and he was explaining the biological difference. And that was like the first real controversy Rogan ever got into because he was being explaining, you know, reaction speed and, like uh like tendon strength and shoulder joint size and all these things and uh people were like and he he handled it really well uh now he is the controversial podcaster i i feel like that's died down of late but for a while there like listening to joe rogan was like akin to like big it up like alex jones you know, it was like, oh, you listen to that. That's oh boy. You know, people would label you, you know, like the way they want to label like everyone who's like a Republican. They would do that with like if you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, like, oh, yeah, you fucking idiot. And in fact, even last night I was talking to somebody who had like a strong opinion about the Joe Rogan podcast and just kind of like I forgot where he went with it. It wasn't a great point. It wasn't even all that memorable. But still, there's this stigma around Rogan. I'm like, have you ever listened to his show? Ever? Have you ever listened to one episode? First of all, even when he's talking about controversial subjects, he's extraordinarily reasonable. I just gave you an incredibly reasonable argument that he made that I think is I don't even agree with. And that this is the most controversial guy. But like most of the times he's just talking about like, dmt there's like that meme it's like oh cool have you ever done dmt you ever eat elk meat like that's his thing he likes to bow hunt and fight and make jokes it's it's pretty harmless stuff i don't know like it's still but like people just the fact that he pushed back against uh the old jabberoonie there and you know is like maybe we shouldn't let men who call themselves girls beat the christ out of women in the octagon they're like well who is this Nazi? <laughs> Who's this right-wing lunatic? It's like, I don't think, I don't think you're characterizing him very well. I don't, I don't agree with your description of his uh, point of view, but he is uh, viewed that way for some reason still to this day is this kind of like meathead, like true, like North star for every toxic male with horrible opinions and Republicans and duh, 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 duh. It's so goddamn juvenile. I, I don't like it because I don't really care what people's opinions on things are. Like, I will discuss kind of anything with anybody about, like, their opinions. Like, I genuinely do. I usually, like, I've talked to, like, genuine, like, white supremacists with, like, red laces in their Doc Martin type guys. And I'm just curious about their mind. I'm not, like, empathizing. I'm not like, yeah, totally. We should get rid of them. You're right. <laughs> My brain doesn't work like that. But I'm genuinely curious and I will talk to anybody about anything. What bothers me, though, is when people have opinions about things they haven't experienced. You've never listened to that show. You don't know. You just know that the news outlets that you go to for information uh, tell you not to like it. 
Now, I will say I've probably been guilty of that myself. Uh, the Barbie movie is a great example. Uh, I don't see him here in the chat, which does break my heart because I don't get to see that little criminal. Uh, but Sension Dildo says he loves the Barbie movie. Um, I think everyone in the, what you, I guess you would refer to as the fellowship, the nerd sphere, the fan sphere, whatever, you know, nerd rotic, geeks and gamers, shad, critical drinker, all those fellas. Uh, they hate it universally. I think that's my general impression. Uh, drinkers video is very scathing. Uh, Shad video is very scathing. Um, but he fucking dildo loves, loves the movie. Uh, and I think that's interesting because I, I didn't see it. Uh, but I, I definitely defaulted to the fact, to the opinion that it's probably, you know, left-wing commie girl boss horse shit, right? Hello, Lord Thoth. Good to see you, my friend. Peace out. I hope Canada is lovely and you are taking down all those dirty criminals. Uh, Keely Chow was cracking. Good to see you. Good to see you, Keely Chow. And Static 2020. Hello, boys. Hello, lads. Where was I? I don't know. I'm going to take a sip of my smoothie and hopefully remember. Oh, that's good smoothie. That's good smoothie. I made this on a Ninja blender that my girlfriend gave me. If you're buying a blender, I endorse the Ninja. It fucking rules. Um, opinions, different people's perspective. Oh, right. Yes, Barbie. But then I started to listen to these different opinions. Like, like Chrissy Mayer. She's like, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that bad. And I would talk to these girls out in the wild who aren't like content critics and aren't like, you know, culture warriors and they're like they loved it they genuinely loved it and i was like huh there must be there must be something more to this so i guess we're all susceptible to that of just default you know taking the opinion of the people we trust and just kind of making it our own it does happen right everybody does that but i think like you know i don't know like with someone like rogan where he's been around for so long and there's so much goddamn content out there. I think it's just, just take a look for yourself and see if you agree. Like it's not, he's not that crazy. Like there's a reason he gets, you know, millions and millions of followers. Holy heavens. George, the giant slayer slaying my financial woes. Thank you, buddy. For $20, 1999 super stick, super chat. Oh, and still a member. What a mensch. George is a genuinely good guy. If y'all ever go to the meetups and you meet George, shake that man's hand. He is a good, good man. And I'm not saying that purely because he gave me $20. I'm saying it because it's true. He is a good person. And he said, so glad to see you back. Party, smile, all hail. All hail to George the Giant Slayer. How you doing, George? It's good to see you, pal. I have not uh, not uh, uh, been. I haven't been around. I think like the sphere, the 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 community. But I'm looking you up, and 117,000 subscribers. He literally has a hundred times the amount of subscribers I have. That's right. Yeah, a hundred a hundred times or a hundred. A lot more because I have about 1700. He's got 117. Fucking way to go, dude. That's great. You're killing it, bro. I always fucking knew you would, though. 
remember when you came out the gate, dude, fucking slaying. Oh, look at all these videos. 731,000 views on Media Panic, Sound of Freedom wins, Hollywood loses. Look at these. These are very catchy uh, thumbnails. You're killing, bro. Good for you. Good for you, George. Way to go, man. Absolutely. Oh, yes. When you see him yell out, George. Dude, but way to go. That's awesome. Fuck yeah, George. Thank you, buddy. Crushing the goddamn game. Good to see you. And thank you for the super sticker. Take George's example, guys. Give me money, okay? I need money. That's why I do this. You think I like it? You think I like any of you? I just do it for the super chats, guys. I do, I do it for the super stickers. Just fucking around. I do it because it's fun. New chapter of the Expanse video game has come out. I haven't played the new chapter yet, but I'll tell you what. I thought the first chapter was pretty good. If y'all are fans of the Expanse and want a little bit more Expanse content, that Telltale game series, I'm telling you. It's interesting because it mostly was just kind of like interactive storytelling, right? Like there's literally just dialogue and, excuse me, you basically just click to get to the next dialogue screen. But it was pretty good. I, I liked it. And then there was like this great sequence where you go out into a vacuum Right. There's this destroyed ship that you're salvaging. You're playing as a uh, Kara G, Kamina drummer, and you're salvaging this ship and you have to jump from like bulkhead to bulkhead and piece to piece to like collect information or like salvage or whatever. So that was probably the most like game like part of it. But the rest of it just kind of felt like a short story set in the Expanse universe. And I think there's like seven chapters, maybe eight chapters, and they're dropping them like every few weeks and the new one just came out i haven't played it yet but i'm gonna hail jake what's up my dude hail hello sir good to see you um my girlfriend just came back from your uh your home state she was in a colorado colorado and uh was out there so jake good to see you buddy um but yeah that's pretty fun i'm still on a subnautica uh kick although i'm losing a little bit of interest in it uh, I don't know if you guys have ever played it. I love it. Um, but I, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm on the home stretch. Like I've, I've played through so much. I mean, let me see how many hours I have in this game. It's a lot. I have 41 hours and that's in just a couple weeks. It's not, not a lot, but I, I'm, I'm at the home stretch where basically I have to get like the final mineral in the lava lakes. Uh, but I'm having trouble. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing my submarine down there. And I keep getting attacked by big monsters. Although the submarine is much more uh, durable than the sea moth. But uh, yeah, no, I'm kind of losing interest in that, which is a good thing, I think. Right. Do you all ever get into those like game loops where it kind of consumes your life? I, I feel like that's been my life for a few months here. Dredge, Dave the Diver, Subnautica. It's been, they've consumed me. They're very satisfying. They, they, they check that box. They release that drip that I love. Um, but then, like, you kind of come out of it like you were on a bender. Like, oh, no. Oh, no. What have I done? How long have I been on this? Uh, Georgia Giant Slayer asking, uh, is the live stream coming back on Fridays? I miss the eight-hour streams. Oh, thanks, George. Uh, sometimes. That's what I'll say. Sometimes. I can't uh, commit to it because my new job doesn't really allow me to have Friday nights off all the time, but I get them more than once. So every once in a while, yes, I will, but it's going to be sporadic. I can't really uh, 
plan on it. I'll try to give as much notice. <clears throat> excuse me. I try to give as much notice as I can, but I, it's not something I can commit to. Um, but yeah, they were, they were a good time. We did one last Friday. We did, uh, we did, we did it this past Friday, went for about five hours, which was a good time. It was good to see everybody back. You know, it's a fun show. It's a fun thing to run. The thing about those long streams is they don't really build your channel at all. Uh, and they take a lot of time and a lot of energy. So it's not something that I can like really commit a lot of energy to, uh, because it's like, there's only so much time of the day only so many days in the week and only so much energy I can commit to making this channel. And I've been a pretty lackluster YouTuber over the past few years. Um, and I don't want to do that anymore. And I'd like to like make content that actually gets views and gets new eyes on the channel. Uh, so doing this eight hour streams on a Friday is just not really conducive to those goals, but I'll tell you what, I will be doing them on occasion can't tell you when but on occasion there will be more mf or cocktail lounges because it's good it's fun got to hang out with vidge my buddy vidge even though he showed up at the end and i was already pretty drunk <laughs> uh but got to hang out with him and i love that guy we were gonna stream yesterday in fact i was gonna do this show live yesterday but uh i got an invitation to go to the comedy mothership with a buddy of mine his sister is in town so we went to the comedy show so i couldn't stream with good old a vigilante williamson but more content to Come, folks, like, subscribe, share, tell your friends. Lord Doth, have you tried dressing up like a lamp mat? Uh, you know what? I haven't. I might revise that character. You know, it's uh, one of those characters. They say th there's a Hollywood story about um, Chandler, Matthew. What's his fucking name? Matthew Chandler. I don't know. I can't think of his name. The guy who played Chandler on Friends. Um, apparently, that Chandler character was a character that he had had like... Uh, kind of in his back pocket. Like he was just something he would do in auditions, which actually makes sense from like a practical point of view. Um, you would go and like, you'd, you'd have like a set kind of perspective and you would just bring that character to different auditions until it clicked. And I guess that worked with Chandler. Um, but maybe uh, that could be me with my lamp. You know, I already have it in my back pocket. I've already crushed, you guys saw the video. I killed it as a lamp, okay? Have you ever killed it as a lamp? I don't think so. Okay. No one does lamps like me. Lamps and ottomans, bro. I'm fucking diverse. All right. I got range, son. Uh, <laughs> so maybe that'll be my angle. Um, static. Hell, would never turn down more cocktail lounge. Nice, dude. I, well, you know, it's it, Matthew Perry. That's it, Thought. Thank you very much, Matthew Perry. Yeah, I knew it was Matt something. Um, no, it, it's, it's a good time. The cocktail lounge is a good time, but it is a... It's one of those things where, you you know, I mean, you're talking for sometimes 11 hours we've done. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's tiring. Uh, you know, plus, like, it, you know, you drink the whole time. You wake up the next day like, oh, oh no, not again. What have I done? You know? But uh, but it is a good thing. It's something that I, I think is kind of maybe even better served as a sporadic thing, like a little fun how you do. I mean, this show I kind of do sporadically. Guys, being a YouTuber is hard, but George the Giant Slayer is doing it great. So I feel like stupid complaining about my YouTuber woes when George is just like, I don't know. I've been doing it like a year and a half and I have 117,000 subs. Doesn't seem all that hard to me, pussy. Uh, but, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that's been me. That's what I've been up to. Video games, uh, going to the mothership, uh, you know, pondering 
the things that go on in the world, the nature of reality. I'm working on it. I'm trying to figure it out. I'll get back to you when I come up with some conclusions. Don't have any yet, but I'm working on it. Y'all want to get into some news? Barack Obama's gay. <laughs> oh, obviously you already knew that. Uh, I don't, I actually, this one is a story that is from the New York Post that I saw in the uh, boys cast uh, Discord channel which you only get if you're a patron, like your boy. Uh, Barack Obama told X, I make love to men daily, but in the imagination, letter shows. What? <laughs> well, we already knew he's married to a man. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> pretty weird what former president barack obama wrote of his own androgynous mind and making love to men daily i mean look everyone's mind goes weird places when you're sexing sexualizing and you're ready enough, i get it it happens but every day uh b i got some news for you homie that means you're gay <laughs> I think you might be a homosexual, Barry. According to the redacted portion of a now notorious 1982 letter obtained by the Post, the more than 40-year-old letter to an ex-girlfriend Reese. Why would you write this to a girl? What girl is going to be like, oh, tell me more about how you want to bang men. That's so hot. <laughs> I, I don't... And I, in my experience, that's not what attracts women. But, you know, maybe... Maybe... Uh, maybe... Uh, maybe it does. I don't know. I've never tried it. I'll give it a shot with my girlfriend. I feel like my fucking Republican girlfriend would break up with me that day. But, you know, who knows? Maybe he'll turn her on. I'm not sure. Work for Barack Obama. Uh, okay. Recently resurfaced after Obama biographer David Garrow gave a long-winded interview on the one-time commander-in-chief. What is that? That's a weird way to phrase that. The one-time? Like, ah, just this thing I was doing being the president. I feel like it kind of defines your existence once you do that. The one-time commander-in-chief. And it was two times, okay? Just like Trump. In regard to homosexuality, I must say that I believe this is uh, an attempt to remove oneself from the present. A refusal, perhaps, to perpetuate the endless farce of earthly life. Is this how he writes? What a homo. You, he is gay. Look at this flowery language. Uh, you see, I make love to men daily, but in the imagination. Oh, and what? He was 21. Okay. As much as I would like to dunk on him for this gay ass shit, everyone's gay when they're 21. <laughs> I don't mean you're homosexual. I mean, you're just fucking gay. <laughs> it's just you say douchey shit. You try to be above it, man. I'm not going to be like the other guys. I'm going to have new perspectives and different ideas. Are you? Are you? Are you just going to be like every other puke? Every other fucking puke who's 21 and in college and thinking they're so goddamned clever. You're not. You're just another boring fucking edgelord. <laughs> A boring fucking juvenile edgelord. Uh, so maybe that's his, <laughs> his Lord thought says, uh, I make love to women daily. Many, many women. <laughs> I feel like even if I told my chick that I make love to women in my head every day, she'd be like, what? 
what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I should be pissed even if I said that about women, let alone other men. But 21, he's just he's probably just being a little edgy boy, little edgy boy, trying to be different. Obama then 20 wrote, 21 wrote to Alex McNear. Uh, Alex, I mean, sounds like a guy to me. I actually, my first girlfriend was named Alex, and she was a girl. Oof. All due respect to this woman, she is not aged terrifically. Ooh, she looks like a mean, she looks like a, a very, she looks Karen-y. Definitely looks Karen-y. I'll, I'll share what I'm looking at, just so you all know. I'm not just making it up. I'm not just, you know, this isn't just me being rude. She looks Karen-y, right? Look at this. Look at this one on the left, right? She looks like one of those women who goes viral for, like, not letting a black man, like, buy a cup of coffee or whatever. You know, she looks like she looks like one of those people. I'm just going to say. I don't know. She doesn't. She just doesn't look like a nice lady. I have no idea. I don't know anything about her. I've never met this woman. I don't know. But I'm just like, okay. So back to Obama being gay. Um, he looks a bit femmy, doesn't he? He looks like he, you know, dances in like a like a belly shirt, you know, like a mesh top. I w it wouldn't shock me. I, I love this. I make love to men daily, and that's the picture they chose. They tried to find the gayest picture of old Barry. <laughs> Pretty funny. My mind is androgynous to a great extent. He, I think he already imagined himself as the president even back then. And I hope to make it more so until I can think in terms of people, not women. Oh, my God. That's like that's college girl shit. I'm attract. I'm just attracted to people. You know, it's not about gender. Noise. I just I'm I'm a, what, a sapiosexual. I met a girl who tried to tell me that shit. I was like, shut up. You're not special. You're just a girl. Get over yourself. This sounds Obama sounds like a uh, like a college girl. It's exactly what he sounds like. Uh, hello, renegade nuke writer. Uh, no Jed equal a perfect afternoon stream without a no talent streamer who makes the creep wormy moron appear semi talented. Hail. Wait a minute. Who's the creep wormy moron? Is that me? <laughs> I hope I'm not the creep wormy moron. If that's what you're saying, renegade nuke writer, I'm just a moron. I'm <laughs> not creep wormy. Um, look, I love Jed, okay? I understand the uh, cocktail lounge on the Roadhouse is not everyone's favorite show. I get it. That's fine. You don't have to watch it. But, you know, he's trying to keep the spirit alive. I don't know if he's, uh, you know, I, I, he doesn't seem like he's satisfying the entire audience. But he's trying. And I give him, cre I give him credit for that. Look, I love Jed, okay? He means well. Be nice to Jed. <laughs> or don't. I don't care. It's the internet. Who gives a shit? Be mean to everybody. Uh, but in returning to the body, I see that I have been made a man. Oh, God. This sounds like commie college puke bullshit. And physically in life, I choose to accept that contingency. I don't even care if you suck dick. That is so gay to say that. I choose to accept that contingency. That's the gayest thing he's ever done. Even if he's had sex with men, that's gayer. McNear, who dated Obama during the year at Occidental College in Los Angeles, later redacted the salacious paragraphs. Why? Did it look bad? 
I imagine, which Pulitzer Prize winning historian Garrow hunted down and included in his tome, Rising Star. The letter is currently owned by Emory University, which doesn't permit it to be photographed or removed. Why? That's so annoying. Okay, not removed, but not photographed? Who gives a shit? I want to say that his handwriting looks feminine, but it doesn't really look feminine. My handwriting is terrible. I do love the joke uh, that 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 he married a man. I think that's it's funny. I don't think it's true, but I do think it's hilarious. Uh, Keir provided the redacted portion of the letter to the Post. Obama, father of two, is married to his wife, Michelle. Wife, you know, wink. Uh, Michelle, since 92. Uh, Garrow said there was nothing unusual about Obama's youthful musings, except that they suck. I'm a historian, not a psychologist, but I think it's public record news that is a vast majority of human beings have sexual fantasies, he said via an email. Okay, that is just flat out insincere. That's bullshit. I mean, that's the... They fucking still talk about Trump grabbing him by the pussy. Still talk about that. Still bring it up. Still use it as an attack, okay? So if you're telling me that the sexual sexual fantasies or thoughts or whatever of a president are irrelevant. Uh, no, absolutely not. And you know that, especially if you're saying he's gay, come on, that is huge news. Whether he's a actual homosexual, a, a, a empathizer, dude, think about if, well, I don't know. Like I was just trying to say, think about if the left found out that Obama was actually gay I mean, they'd obviously spin it, but I don't think they'd be thrilled because Michelle and the kids, I think they just, they love him, the image of him, what he represents. Um, but that, I think, still, like, gay president would be good for them. I don't know. And then the, and the right, obviously, would run with it forever uh, because how do you not? How do you not? How do you leave that one going? But uh, I don't know. Let's see what's going on in the chat. Uh, Joe's atmosphere. I'm a lesbian trapped in a man's body. So you're a bitch, Joe. So you're a fucking chick, Joe. All right. Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're fucking saying? You want to get double dildoed? Fucking homo. Just kidding, Joe. Just kidding. Lady Thoth asked me, was I there too? I always say yes. Ah, well, look, that's nice. That's very inclusive fantasy. Um... <laughs> I was listening to Danny Polishuk on the boys cast say, you think my fantasies include you? <laughs> what? Why? Um, definitely, you know, more early on in my relationship, my fantasies included my girlfriend. Um, you know, I, it comes and goes, it comes, it's a fantasy. Like it's, it's something that's not happening. It's just an escape. It's like a made up reality. You know, I already have sex with my girlfriend. So you have to fantasize about people you're not having sex with. It's just a, just a mental game. Hope she's not watching. Um, <laughs> I don't know. She might be. She's in the airport. I love you, babe. Love you very much if you're watching. Oh, God. Uh, small time Republic. Hail to you. Obama's mom's name is Stanley. No wonder he's confused. Stanley. Go get the hot oil, Stanley. Um, yeah, I guess so. So my my friend, uh, my friend's dad hates Obama on a level that I've never quite encountered, like really hates him and was talking about him and just all this stuff. But he brought up some interesting things that like, 
I don't know. I don't know what's conspiracy theory and what isn't, but like, did Obama like grow up in Indonesia and then like move to Hawaii as like an American? Like, is that all, is any of that true? Cause it's pretty interesting if it is. I don't, I don't know if it's true. I have no idea. Honestly, I don't know if I care either. I don't like to me, it's more like what your actions are. Like to me, that's kind of like an ad hominem, you know, it's just like, Oh, well, you know, he's not even American. It's like, that doesn't like, yes, legally you should be an American. If you're going to be president, I think you should, those laws should enact, but it's also like what makes him a good president or doesn't, you know, like that's what matters to me. It's kind of like the same thing with Trump. It's like, Oh, you know, he lost money. You know, he's not even a good businessman. It's like, okay, I'm not investing with him. I don't care. All I care is if he's a good president. That's it. That's those the end and the beginning and end of my qualifications of of the leader of the free world. I don't care what you said or did before you were in office, and I don't really care what you say or do after. What I care about is what you do with the time you have in that office. Do were you good or were you not? That's all I give a shit about. With that being said, I think Trump good, Obama bad. But regardless, I don't know people. It's like I see a lot of like people on the right doing the same shit that they hate the left doing and vice versa. And it's just like, guys, do we have principles or don't we? Right. If you don't like when they dig up all this shit about Obama or they, they blow things out of proportion or every single thing he does is bad. Does it, does it, is it right when we do it then? You know, I, I get so bored with the Biden criticism. Like, first of all, Biden's what's so great about Biden is it's like, you don't even need to. Even the left's like, Jesus fucking Christ, can he stand up? Can he just stand up? <laughs> and no, he barely can. He barely can. He's so like, uh, you know, they, they talk about like Mitch McConnell being old and Diane Feinstein, and that's true. But like, I don't even think Biden, I think Biden's like, there's an over under on whether he'll survive this term, let alone a second, you know? And I think everyone kind of sees that and knows that which is hilarious. So it's like almost, I don't know, man, if you're on the, on the right, I, I think it's just not to say high road it, but bro, like he dunks on himself, man. He dunks on himself way more than you can way more effectively. Anyway, uh, nuke renegade, re renegade nuke writer. You're sick. Oh, thanks, man. I mean, I'm doing better. Uh, plan on streaming tomorrow. Please say yes, because I can't handle another episode of the Chinese bootleg knockoff featuring the YouTuber with the micro tick. <laughs> that would be a pretty funny handle. The YouTuber with the micro dick. Uh, I might slip that one. Um, I'm not, there is no cocktail lounge on this channel tomorrow, man. Sorry. I apologize. There will be a roadhouse. I believe according to Jed, um, I am working, so I cannot be there. I might come in later when I get out. I don't know. Stop in, say hello, say what's up. But there will be no MF for Cocktail Lounge on my channel tomorrow. I apologize. You are stuck with the Roadhouse or the other endless entertainment options we are all provided nowadays. So I don't know. Uh, Lord Thought. To be honest, a lot of men are pussies too. So he could grab them by the pussy. That's a good point. That's a good point. He could grab uh, Don Lemon. Uh, just trying to think of the first left-wing news guy that came into my head. Um, I don't know. Like, what? I just think it's it's almost like more effective to not 
take the easy shots at those guys. Because like the thing is, everybody sees it already, you know? So if you take like the easy shot, it almost kind of lowers you, you know? It's like you don't, if you go right for it every single time, you, you I think you look kind of weak and it sort of uh, invalidates your credibility, at least to me and I think to other people as well. I'm not saying don't take shots. I just say pick them, you know? Just don't take every single one. It's too easy and it's so boring. Like, I don't know what's going on with the Maui situation, right? But all I saw was Biden's not giving any money to Maui. Biden's not giving any money to Maui. I, I like that might be true. I don't know, but like this feels very that feels very politically motivated. Like whether or not he's doing it or he's gonna do it. Like I know the no comment thing looked bad. I'm not defending Biden, but I'm just saying like. Guys, this is what we couldn't stand about the left doing to Trump. Any single thing that happened. Oh, he doesn't care about this. He doesn't care about that. He fucked blah, blah, blah. So it's just like all you're ever going to do is rag on him for every single thing and every drop of the hat. To me, it just kind of like it's like just becomes noise. Just becomes static. Like it's just I don't know. Like to me, that's just like tribal warfare, you know, like everything my guy does is good and everything their guy does is bad, no matter what, without exceptions. Like, all right, well, then why do I ever want to inquire about what you think about anything? Because I already know. Right. You just told me every single thing you think for the next 30 years. A Republican good, Democrat bad or vice versa. It's so fucking boring. It's like, all right, man, cool really fascinating point of view. Thank you so much for sharing. Ruby Doobie, new member. Ruben, you come on my fucking channel and you don't even pay the privilege to be my member? How dare you? I'm gonna put my member in your mouth. <laughs> fucking around. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. Man of War, always call me out on this. I stand by it, and I will I will weather the criticism. boy, Matt, like I've been telling you, that fence ain't going to ride itself. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody, that fence will sit there unridden if I don't come and ride it, okay? Just call me Kim Kardashian because I ride that shit. <laughs> oh, it's not fence riding. It's not, it's, it's avoiding being a douche. You know, it's avoiding being predictable because being predictable is fucking boring and uninteresting. OK, I you know, I I, I just I heard uh, Kurt Metzger one time talk about like his process with comedy and he was talking about how like he needs like a minute to like think about what's funny about the thing because his first reaction is just going to be angry and shitty. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, that's mine, too. But then I just go on YouTube and say it. And that's boring because anyone can do that. And any and everyone does. And it's boring to me. It's like, I just think it's like, take a step back, come up with a more interesting angle. Think about it, write it down. Just don't be a reactionary. I don't know, man. I, I do find it boring. I do. I just, it's not that I think it's wrong. Do whatever you want. I just find it dull. Nick Weiser. Hello, Nick. Good to see you, pal. I love Nick so much. Nick and the boys at the Dallas meetup had their own booth. It was the shit. I loved it. It was so cool. I saw Brahma Bull was on uh, Carrie, uh, Carrie Smith's show the other day. Killing the game, fellas. Killing the game. I fucking love it. Uh, Nick, 
I have nothing to prove on Obama's birth, but he did sign off on bailing out big banks, a lot more war, kept the Patriot going, forced health insurance, more spending, foolishly. It goes on. Yeah, terrible president. Agreed. And that's the things I'll call him on. I don't care. I mean, is he Kenyan? I don't know. I don't care. Maybe he is. It's probably suspicious if he is, and you should. we should look into it. I get it. If that's the case, it's like, what? That's weird as hell. I understand. But yeah, terrible track record. Terrible. Bailed out the banks. Huge mistake. The wars. That was the thing he goddamn campaigned on. That's why I liked him when I was a kid. Because I was in college. And I was like, yeah, these Bush wars are terrible. You know, we got to end them. And he's like, we're going to. We're going to close Guantanamo. Like three weeks in, he's like, not so hasty. We'll we'll get there. And then we never will close it. Ever. And it's still open as far as I know. Cool. Sick. Fucking douchebag. That's what I think he should be critiqued on. Being a terrible president. Because he is. He's terrible. Uh, Rubenito Roadhouse, 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 Roadhouse. But most don't care because he talks nice. Listen, let's be fair, Nick. That's one charming motherfucker. That is one charming son of a bitch. I was watching the um, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, the Jerry Seinfeld show, and he's on there. Funny. It's, it's, it's so hard. It's so confusing. He's like the anti-Trump, right? Like, Trump will just lean into all the things you hate about him and it'll just make you hate him more. And you just see like liberals with steam coming out of their ears. Like, you know, whereas like Obama makes like, he'll just like slowly, gently like twist you around. And then you're just like spun around. And you're like, what was I so mad about? Wait, you, you're dropping bombs on Syria. Like you just like, fuck. Like you just, you, you did it again. You confused me. You slick talking son of a bitch. He's just so smooth. He really, really, Really was. Uh, so it's like, but that's also just good to know. It's just good to know. He's just that, that's his, he's like an actor. He's very slick. He's very, you know, he convinces you he's someone else, but he's not. But yeah, no, uh, he, I, I, I don't blame people for getting duped. I just think it's like, look, here's the thing. Even if you're like a liberal, right? Even if you're like a lefty, he didn't do the things that you wanted him to do, right? Like even when he did the socialized medicine, like it was just became like a tax, you're like, wait a minute. So if I don't buy health insurance, I get penalized? What the fuck is that? How is that like all the things you said it was? Blah, 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 blah. It was, you know, terrible, terrible. Uh, I can't tag, but hello, Matt and chat. Hail, Nick, loser. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, da, 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 da. There was a lot of Trump doesn't care about Puerto Rico. Exactly. Shit like that. So boring. So goddamn boring. Uh, Ruben says he is not an American. All right. Maybe. I don't know. I don't care. Uh, Nick saying, I will not, I won't deny his charisma. He's a very good actor. The embodiment of watch what he does, not what he says. Yes. But that's the thing. Like that was like one of the things I would always tell my liberal friends, like about Trump. Like, I was just like, I don't even, who gives a shit what Trump says? Like we've had so many slick talking liars for the history of this goddamn nation. Right. How many of these presidents, like, say these great speeches and they make the do to do and then they don't do shit. You know what I mean? Reagan might've been the only guy who like made great speeches and then delivered on them. Right. The re- most, so many of these guys are just totally full of shit. Right. Just say what you want to hear, do the opposite or do an incompetent job. Like it, it, it's like, and so then we had Obama like doing the exact same shit and maybe doing it the best ever. Like people were like mad at Trump and I'm like, who fucking cares what Trump says? It doesn't matter. 
Look at what he does. What matters is what he does. That's all I care about. I care about him writing legislation. I care about the policies he does. I care about us not spending money on foreign wars and shit. Like all these things. Like it's, it's, that's what fucking matters. People get so wrapped up. He's like, <laughs> sound bites and shit. Like, I don't know. To me, it's just a waste of energy, quite frankly. I really think it is. But listen, do what you want. As Man of War says, I'll be your fence rider. Like Val Kilmer in Tombstone. I'll be Huckleberry. I'll be anybody watching anybody watching like it's a new show. Anybody watch Deadwood? I got into that because of Razor Fist. I'm almost done with the third season. I put it down for a little bit. I'm going to get back into it. But quite good. Not the biggest Western fan in general. I, I got into it a little bit more after playing Red Dead 2 because it was so fucking good. Um, but uh, but good show recommended i'm 15 years late to the party on that one but i i do recommend it uh ruben the measure of a character of a man is look at his kids trump versus biden see what they both do regarding family and the truth is revealed yeah i mean you know that's a reasonable point i i definitely think uh like i like don jr i follow him on instagram his meme game is pretty solid and he is a very competent guy like I respect these dudes who can weather criticism really well. You know, that's an impressive feat because being critiqued or hated is a hard thing to live through. That's a, that's a difficult, that feels very bad. And if you can roll with that and you can live through it and like continue to, you know, maintain your posture and your dignity while it's happening, I fucking respect that. And that's something Don Jr. does really well. I mean, he definitely stokes the flame for sure. But I, I always liked Don Jr. I thought he was a pretty reasonable guy. Like, you know, he's obviously team team uh, Donnie. But uh, I, I like him. I always have. Uh, Thoth. Lady Thoth and I watched Deadwood six months ago. Good show. Yes, good show. A good show. I got to be honest. I got to push back a little bit on Razor Fist's opinion. He he makes it. He was trashing on The Wire and The Sopranos. So the normies can have The Wire and The Sopranos. But Deadwood is really the greatest show. I don't agree with that. I do enjoy Deadwood, but I don't think it's the greatest show. I'm in the third season and I'm like, all right, like when's this going to wrap up? You know, I'm just kind of like, okay, like I'm, I'm curious and I'm liking it, but it, to me, it's not like the greatest thing. Whereas like when I watched the wire and the Sopranos, like I couldn't get a, like when it was over, I was like, fuck shit. I need more, you know? Hello, Sammy boy, Sammy brand muffins. Hello, man, my friend. Good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, let's see. What else is going on in the world? What else is going on? Oh, there's a Rick and Morty teaser. Anyone care? I kind of care. I'm curious, and here's why. I think Rick and Morty is incredibly overrated, but I did really, really enjoy the first season. I'll say what what's what how Rick and Morty works is to binge it. What's up, Juicy Fruit? Hey, buddy. Hello. Um... I think it doesn't work if you're waiting week to week for episodes because they can't deliver. It's only like 20 minutes when you get rid of commercials. Like it's fine, but it's not entertaining enough. But if you binge, if you sit there and watch, you know, six episodes of Rick and Morty or whatever, it really works like that. It's fun. It's wacky. And then neither, none of the episodes have that much importance. They don't matter. Like they don't, uh, they don't have like this gravity to them. They're just like, whatever. So that I think is the best way to do it. Thing that why I'm interested about what's going on with Rick and Morty is that, Unless they somehow figured out a way to bring him back in, the co-creator, whose name's escaping me, it's Dan Harmon and 
what the hell is his name? D to D to D, Rick and Morty. Uh, da, 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 da. Justin Roiland. Justin Roiland. Justin Roiland is a lot of the backbone of that show. I mean, he literally does the voices for Rick and Morty. I don't know how they can do a show without him. And also, like, his writing style, like, the wacky comedy and stuff that he does. I mean, that's all him. So I don't. I don't know how the hell you can do this. Like, how can you uh, how can you do a show without. It'd be like doing Seinfeld without Larry David. It's like, how do you do that? That's impossible. It's he is the show. But let's see what the trailer's about. I don't know. Oh, there's an ad. The city custom cash card automatic. I love living in an ad free world. And I do. I pay for YouTube premium, which if you're not paying for YouTube premium, man, what are you doing? I I cannot recommend paying for YouTube premium enough. I pay for it yearly. I buy it 130 bucks or whatever it is. I watch so much YouTube and I'll never, ever see an ad unless it's like a podcaster reading his own ads. I And it's the best. It's the greatest thing. The other thing I have, uh, uh, Sirius XM, and that like, there are ads on that, but I never listen live because like uh, Jim and Sam is the only show I really listen to. And that goes on at like 8 a.m. Eastern. So it's 7 a.m. here. I'm not awake that early. I, I work at night. I'm not up that early. So I watch that without ads. And then any any streaming service, I always go ad free. Living ad free is the best. I, I, I can't do it. I used to think, oh, what? Oh, there's two ads on this fucking video. Are you serious? Are you serious? I got to watch Rashida Jones getting massaged. Why? Anyone playing Baldur's Gate? I think that's my next game. I think I'm playing Baldur's Gate 3. All I hear is how fucking good it is. I want to play it. I don't care if they're fucking bears or whatever they're doing. I want to play. I want to play Baldur's Gate. All right, here we go. Rick and Morty. Wait, why, where's it? why is there no volume? Oh, for crying out loud. Oh, for heaven's sake. It's a minute and 30 seconds. That's a long one. The world is a vampire. I'm going to get struck for this fucking song. Great. Flying through a vagina in space. Wait, this is the old... We saw this earlier. This was the uh, Szechuan barbecue sauce or whatever. You know, and the family dies, and then he made the story up or whatever. We've seen all this. This isn't a trailer for anything. This is just footage from the last show we saw. This is all just clips from previous seasons. This isn't a trailer for anything. This isn't a trailer. This is a clip show. And they're just playing Smashing Pumpkins over it. I've seen every one of these clips. Nothing here is new. Right? I don't understand. How is this a trailer? That wasn't a trail. That was horse shit. What a lie. What an absolute lie that was. This whole article is like the new see the new trailer for Rick and Morty, and it looks incredible. It's like, dude, a fan could have made that. That was literally just clips from the previous seasons. None of that was new. How are we going to... What the fuck, dude? 
I think they're I think they're screwed. I don't think they have anything because you don't have fucking Justin Roiland. He's not allowed to work there anymore, right? Like last I heard, even though he became uh, he got cleared of all that shit, which I'm always suspicious of. Whenever I whenever a guy anywhere gets criticized with something with a girl, I'm always like, wait and see, man. I, I never jump on it ever because it's like there's so many girls out there who just lie. And it doesn't matter what you say when you're being accused of it. You could have evidence you didn't do it, and it doesn't matter. The fact is she said it, and you have to wait until you're properly cleared. But by then, usually the damage is done. And so that's, yeah, that, and he's, yeah, no, he's still gone as far as I can tell. As as far as I can tell, Justin Rowan's still not a part of the show. So what are they going to do? How are you going to? How are you going to make a show without this guy? And I don't think they know because they didn't. There wasn't one one ounce of dialogue in that that like you'd hear Rick talking or Morty talking. And also, where the fuck is Morty? No Morty in that trailer at all. Just Rick now. I don't know. Hello, Papa Cotton. Good to see you, my friend. And I agree with you, small time. The clip did not match up with the song at all. Uh, That sucked. Uh, Man of War, you can keep Balder's Gape. I will not contribute to the continued IP homicide by Weasels of the Cuck has broken. Oh, and Larian and fuck Larian Studios while I'm at it. Uh, That's some passionate. Those are some strong words, my friend. Um, I don't know. I mean, to me, the thing I think about D&D that doesn't matter really is that because it's not like a video game, you can play it however you want. So if they fuck it up, let them fuck it up. Just play the old ones. Or make your own. You can still use 5e fucking, you know, character creation sheet. You don't need to use the new shit. So if they want to make terrible new shit, fucking let them make terrible new shit. Who cares? There's no races anymore. Ugh, all right. Fucking homos. Whatever. Fine. Um, but I don't know. The Baldur's Gate, it looks good. Here's the thing. I'm a big RPG fan. I love a good RPG I haven't played one second of Baldur's Gate. I haven't even watched any real gameplay. But what it seems like is it's a genuine RPG where you get to make choices and you can kind of play it open as you want, which is how they sold uh, Cyberpunk. And it was not that at all. They just claimed it was. They lied. They lied right to our faces, guys. And we bought it. Oh, I did. I pre-ordered like a fool, like a fool. Um, But the only true like RPG that I've really ever played where it's like genuinely open is like Fallout. Fallout 1, 2, and New Vegas, where you can kind of do it as you want. You know, you can talk your way through all those games if you want. You don't have to kill anybody. You just, like, talk, well, kind of. But, like, for the most part, like, yeah, I mean, you can just do it however you want. You can be a thief. You can be a scientist. You can be a fucking brute. Doesn't matter. I like that. I like that the game has goals that you can accomplish how you see fit. That, to me, is an RPG. Like, that's a cool. And then you can decide the outcome as you see fit. Like, that's great. It sounds like that's Baldur's Gate. I don't know. I'm curious. I'm genuinely curious. And Laird Studios, isn't that the one that that's kind of all they do, right? Isn't it? They only made uh, like just these Baldur's Gate games or am I wrong? I mean, I think I'm wrong. Okay. I don't know. Well, whomever made Baldur's Gate, that's what they do. They pretty much just make those games. Uh, worth laughing at my lack of knowledge of, all right, fine. 5e, he laughed at me. Ha ha ha. You fucking normie. 
He's saying, he's shouting at me at his, at his smartphone. Uh, ha, ha, ha. I got Holmes Blue Box and all my 1E. You got first edition? Damn, dude. That's pretty fucking hardcore. Wizards of the Coast generic fantasy RPG is not D&D. Never has been. Damn, son. All right. Well, you've clearly got some passionate opinions about it. I understand. I empathize. I do. But it's still like you can go play those universes that they can't take from you. It's not like you need to re-up. You need to like link it to your fucking Wizards of the Coast account or something. You can hang out with your friends and play it as ever, how you want. Or you can make your own world, which is what I did. Whenever I did with GMs, it just made my own land and my own people and my own, my own world. Use like assets and made it how I fit, saw fit. Like, I don't know. Like, that's kind of what's cool about that world is like, they can't, they can't, you know, even they can make it as woke and as stupid as they want. They can't undo the games that ruled. So, you know, just don't buy the new shit. That's how I feel about it. It's kind of like Star Wars. It's just like, yeah, okay, keep making the Ahsoka show. I don't care about any of it. I never will. And you can't take away uh, four, five, six from me. You can't. They're still perfect as they exist. I mean, even though Lucas tried really hard to fuck them up. They still exist as they are, and you can't undo that for me. And so, whatever, man. Go fuck yourself. Uh, Man of War says he'll provide photos when you're done streaming. Yeah, send it to me on... on, I would say send it to me on Twitter, but you have my number. Just text me. Um, What else we'd say in the chat? Uh, 30 hours, haven't played anything. 30 hours in, haven't fucked anything. I think I'm playing it wrong. Yeah, apparently that's part of it. <laughs> you haven't fucked anything? Baldur's Gate is awesome, he says. Fuck, now I want to play. Shit, I might play. I feel like I've I've run in, like I've run aground in uh, uh, Subnautica. I'm a little bored with it. I'm not bored. I'm just like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I'm curious to see how it plays out. I want to get to the ending, but I haven't gotten there uh, yet. Um, but... Fuck, I think I'm gonna play Baldur's Gate. Is it is it out out or is it still in beta or whatever? I haven't played. I mean, I haven't even looked into it, but I oof, I want to. I'll stream it and Man of War can heckle me. <laughs> um it is released. 60 bucks. Not 70. Hey, say what you will. They could have charged it $70, which to me feels like way too much. 60 is still a lot, but at least it's not 70, you know. You can save that $10 and buy yourself a, a fun little indie game. Support an indie creator. There's lots of them. Uh, John Wayne, no longer drinking SJW tears, but he's here. Hail. Glad to see you back, Matt. Good to see you too, sir. Just have to ask because it's in the public consciousness right now. What is your opinion of Oliver Anthony's Rich, Rich Men of North Richmond? I listened to it yesterday. Um, I kind of avoided it at first because it's it was too much of like the right being like, this is the greatest thing you've ever fucking seen. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm, I'm probably okay on that then. Um, Cause it's a little too much, you know, there's a little, when people are too enthusiastic, it's kind of like, you know, when the left is like, Oh, the best superhero ever is Captain Marvel. You're like, okay, I probably don't need to see it then. Um, so I, but I did listen to it cause I was, I was genuinely curious. I liked it. I thought it was, it's really well performed. Guy's got a great voice and it was in my head. You know, it was definitely like, it stuck with me. Like so, it's like well constructed song. Uh, I thought there were some parts that were a little on the nose, like too specific. But for the most part, I thought it was a good song. Like I and I got it. Like and I understood like the working class, like 
uh, ethos. You know, I like that. I thought it was it was good, and I understood like this. The what's the line like working too much for shit pay for bullshit pay, and the dollar ain't worth shit, and it's taxed out the ass or whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean. Like empathize one hundred percent. Like trying to live like. Even here in Texas, like granted, I live in like, you know, the People's Republic and it's more expensive here. But dude, like try to try to privately pay for health insurance on a, on like a regular normal job. It's fucking insane. Like the cheapest plans are like 600 bucks a month or some crazy shit. And they cover nothing. Like it's terrible. Like paying out of pocket for all this stuff. And then like, you know, and, like if you're making like $25 an hour, you know, that's not much and it doesn't go far and that's like a high you know hourly rate you know what i mean for just a regular working class job and it doesn't go very far and it's hard to make anything out of that fucking money so i i thought it was good i thought i thought i got it you know it's like like i said it's still like it's still a little too we all love it so much it's just like okay guys like you you basically you know i don't know I, I that that I kind of bristle out a little bit, but I thought it was a good song, and I, you know, I like it. You know, I, I like that it encapsulates, you know, a perspective and feelings that are authentic. You know, I agree. Uh, Papa Cotton says political songs are cringe as fuck. For the most part, they are. This one I just thought was, I didn't cringe super hard at it. You know, I cringe more at the reaction where people are just like, yeah, but there were some good memes. Uh, you know, it was just like gingers, uh, they do have soul. They just saved it all up for one song or something like that. I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. Um, but like, uh, <laughs> man of war says, uh, opinions like that'll cause you your film actors guild award. <laughs> Matt Damon. Bag. <laughs> George Clooney. Just called them all facts. So funny. <laughs> oh, for heaven's sake. For heaven's sake. Uh, check out Subnautica. Yeah, it's cool. It's different, man. It's There's no roadmap at all. Zero. None. You have to figure it all out. Which is cool, but at the same time, it's kind of like... Like, I'm at the end, and there's this, like, lava lake thing that i have to try to find and there's this giant underground cave network right and i'm trying to find it and it's like these monsters are attacking my submarine and i can't find it and it's hard to navigate this big sub like in this underground cave and i'm just like i'm losing a little patience with it but there were weeks there dude where i was like addicted like you know that conversation you're having with yourself where you're like go to bed you need to go to bed now. Go to bed. Fuck. Okay, fine. Let me just go get the gel sack and then I'll plant them and then I'll go to bed. And then you go do that and you're like, oh, fuck. The battery on my flashlight's low. Let me get the new battery. Oh, fuck. I got to go get a mushroom to get the new battery. Okay, okay, okay. But and you just keep like, you know what I mean? And then another hour goes by and you're like, it's four in the fucking morning. You have to go to work tomorrow. What are you doing? So it it has that hook. It has the hook. Uh, I, re I do recommend it. I genuinely do. Um, all right, guys, I got to wrap it up because I do have to go to work. I do got to go get bullshit pay. 
overtime hours and get it taxed out the ass and the dollar ain't shit and all that stuff. I got to go do all that. So thank you very much for hanging out with me. I appreciate you guys. It's a good ass time. Um, Static says don't play Baldur's Gate because it's got the same hook. Yeah, no, I, I think you're probably right. Maybe I'll turn it into content. Monetize my addiction. You know what I mean? Can't really hurt. Uh, thank you guys very much for watching the MFR podcast. This is episode 27. I don't know when the next one will be, but it's going to happen. I'm going to stream more. I'm going to talk shit. I'm going to ride the fence. <laughs> fence riding fighters. Uh, no, I appreciate you guys watching. I appreciate you guys hanging out. Uh, whoa. Valheim 3060 hours. Holy shit. I don't think I have anything approaching that much. Maybe New Vegas. I think New Vegas is probably the one. Let me see here. It says it says I have 455 hours, but that's not right. That is not correct. I also used to play like a like a like a broken version on my Mac. So I played that through several times there. Plus I had it for Xbox 360 when it came out and I played that several times through then. So I have well over a thousand hours in Fallout New Vegas, probably closer to two thousand. I would, I think, if we're being honest here. Um, but wow, I don't have anything in three thousand. That is, you fucking love that game. But all right, folks, have a good day. I'll see you on the next broadcast. Keep it real, stay trill. All that happy horse. I need like an outro. I don't know. I, I have an outro video. Let's play the outro video. Okay, bye everybody. Thank you for watching. Please press like, subscribe, and have a wonderful day.